So you want to know how God is at work? Last Sunday morning on the way out of church, Lindy stopped me and asked what I was, what the points were going to be of my message this morning. And it was a good thing because a lot of times on the Sunday before, I don't, I know where I'm going and I've read through the text, but I don't have the points down yet. And so I happened to have the points and what we were going to talk about. And uh, so I related those to her. And now we're not talking about any of those things. <laughs> and yet, the theme of the morning is finish the race. And did you notice what the last song talked about? The race. Uh, those are orchestrations that the sovereign God puts in place. So this morning we want to talk about finishing the race. We want to talk about the building that God has provided for us. Uh, take some encouragements from scripture and um, at the end of the day give you an update on where we are and ask you to pray about your participation in finishing the race. I want to start this morning by reading the passage from the book of Acts that's on the front of your bulletin, Acts 20, 24. This is out of the Message Bible. It says, what matters most to me is to finish what God started. The job the Master Jesus gave me of letting everyone I meet know all about this incredibly extravagant generosity of God. Finishing the race. We find ample places in Scripture in which God calls his people to finish the race. I'm reminded as we've studied through the book of Exodus in, e in recent weeks, uh, the picture of the children of Israel as they stood on the banks of the Jordan River, looking over into the land that God had promised to give to them. That was a promise. God fulfilled that promise. But yet the process of that promise being fulfilled required some things on behalf of the children of Israel. In order for them to possess the land that God had promised to them, it required for them to go to war, uh, for their men and their fighting forces to be engaged in life or death struggles. It required sacrifice on behalf of those families, required work, required some bloodshed when they did not follow what God had told them. Possessing that land required faith, because we know that there were giants in the land and there were walled cities and there were things that were there that were significant and things that the children of Israel could not accomplish on their own. We're reminded in Hebrews chapter 11, the great faith chapter in the opening verse, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. As the children of Israel looked into the promised land, they couldn't see how this was going to be theirs. They couldn't visualize exactly how God was going to take care of, of what he had promised that he was going to do. But they had to, by faith, cross over and begin the process of finishing the race. Possessing that land required God to do things for them that they couldn't do themselves. And so this morning, as a, as a body of believers gathered here at sunrise, um, we have a similar thing before us, something that, that God has placed before us. He's given us a building uh, debt-free to this point. We have no debt against the building. Everything that's been accomplished at this point in time has been paid for. 
And so we want God, we believe God, and we are going to trust God that he will enable us to finish that race. And this morning, that's what we want to talk about. Ministry needs. Why is it important that we finish the race? We have seen over past months, and particularly since the coming out of the pandemic, uh, growing numbers in attendance in all areas of our ministry. Um, Sunday morning attendance has picked up. Um, the Sun Kids attendance has more than doubled in the last three months. I don't know if you noticed, it's like this throng that's going back when we dismiss the kids. And that is an exciting thing to a church. Because there's many, many churches in our town and in our country that consist of a lot of gray-haired people and no families. And God has blessed us with that. And the reality is, if you want to minister and reach into families, the gateway to that ministry is to their kids. Because all of you that are parents know that when somebody does something for our kids, you have our attention and you have our heart. And so that is a huge place of ministry and growth. And so that's why we want to look towards our own facility. As time goes by, and I think it's going to get worse with time now, there's ongoing conflicts with using this facility and also parking here at the fairgrounds. Um, over the last several weeks, because they've been able to do so, they've had rodeos and activities and parking has been a challenge. And on Easter, we parked in the, in the carnival area so that we made sure we had room. And, 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 and that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, we don't we don't want to see that as a, as a conflict because that benefits our county and, and benefits, it brings dollars into the county and, and we want to be cheerleaders for the people in the community in which we live in. But nonetheless, it causes challenges. The pandemic has highlighted additional limitations on ministry due to being housed in a lease facility. Yesterday, as we planned for the celebration of life service, um, there was scheduling conflicts with this particular building and things that had to be changed around and of course activities over there that was dependent on parking and those just present challenges to being able to facilitate the needs of the community and the needs of the family. Our own building will allow Sunrise to minister more effectively including allowing community access to facilities and better use of our volunteers. Um, there are people that are part of Sunrise that for nearly a decade have come in and set up chairs every weekend except for this past year when there's been conflicts it has been lack of conflicts because and so that's a long process and and I know that those people would love to minister in other areas if God were to provide a building for us and I personally believe that if when God allows us to to occupy that facility that it's going to be a place of community ministry and I think it should be I don't this is my personal opinion. I've checked this with the elders, but I, I would guess in principle they may agree with it. I don't want that to be called Sunrise Church. I want it to be called a community center. Because as a church, we want to be in a place that we not only minister, but we bring benefit to our community. And that's a part of our, of our mission as well. So, 
we have some slides that I wanted to go through with you and kind of um, highlight where we are and where we're going. We can go to the next one. I've already highlighted that one. Okay, so this is where we are currently. Um, our current status, uh, to this point in time, we have received $738,119 on the building involving the purchase, all the work up to the current time, um, all the asbestos work that is completed, that's all been done without any borrowed funds. And so that's, that's to the praise of God. The work status, the asbestos has been removed. Um, we've received bids on all the work that needs to be completed for the building to become ministry functional. Uh, we have in place um, all the vendors for all the different projects, and we have, over the last couple months, have been sorting through those and changing. So the challenge becomes, the thing that we can't see, the thing that we can't get our hands around, is the projections are that indicate that it will take about $1.2 million to make the building ministry functional, and that includes volunteers required to complete several areas of construction. If you want to pull up that next slide that has the spreadsheet in it, this is, this is what we've been wrestling with in, in recent weeks with the Elder Board. Um, there's three levels here. The first is the turnkey, mid-volunteers, max volunteers. And the differences in each of those columns is how much we can gain by doing some of the work ourselves. There's a lot of things that require vendors and licenses and those kinds of things, and, and we can't do those. We can provide some of the labor, but we can't do those ourselves. And so early on in this process, what we started with is to look at what would it cost us to occupy the building, to just get in there and be able to, to, to house ourselves. And so we looked at that place, and then the second one is the full ministry. What would it take in order for us to be able to just fully occupy and be able to function within that area? If you pull up the next slide, please. When we first started talking about Occupy, this is what we were talking about. This is the floor plan of the building. This is the Sun Kids area. This is the nursery. This is the foyer, offices, restrooms, future commercial kitchen. This is like the coffee corner center that will ultimately have a, a small kitchen type facility in it. The youth area up here in the top, and then these are storage areas and then a the utility area. And so the original thought was if we could finish this much so that we could occupy the building and get moved in, then we would finish these things over time. But you can see that the challenge is that it doesn't have any area for the Sun Kids to meet in. It doesn't re have any walls there. Um, we can certainly use dividers, but that's not going to be the best. And so as we began to wrestle with this, recognizing that we couldn't, um, that it was going to be a step of faith anyway, um, what we believed the thing to do was to look at, the next slide please, to look at what it would take to do full ministry. And so what this slide represents is that all of this area would be finished so that it can be occupied for ministry with the exception of this area, which will be a full commercial kitchen at some point in time, which we can put in over time as we have the funds, and then finishing up the kitchen part of that with a refrigerated area and some of those things. Uh, the coffee area, which is right here, will be functional right away but there'll be some finishing that we'll want to do over time in this area so that ultimately we could serve dinners there or, or do a lot of different things, serving things in this foyer area. 
So, you know, go back to the Excel slide, please. So that's the two things we're looking at. And so basically this middle line is what we believe is the most practical um, place for us to be. And, and then you can see what the cost of the kitchen would be over time for a total cost there. And down below, this is the part of the things that, that we can do ourselves and we would plan on doing ourselves in order for, to arrive at this number. This number here, best case scenario, most amount of volunteers, but there's some challenges in that, particularly this right here. It would be a matter of having someone supervise and we would put up the walls and the drywall. Well, those of you that have done walls and drywall recognize that that's a lot of work. Um, this would be especially challenging because the walls are 17 feet tall because they have to go up to the existing ceiling. And it would be 5-H drywall. So, all of you that are in construction, I hear a collective sigh in the group. Okay. So anyway, but we wanted you to see what, what the differences are because, I mean, there's some notable savings in that. But, but the bottom line is the, the practical side of, of whether or not those things are, are sustainable and, and practical. So this morning, what we want to do is begin the process to ask God's people and ask God um, how he will enable us to finish the race. Obviously, I can't write a check for that amount. I know that you guys can't either. Um, but we believe that God's given us this building, and God wants us to use it for ministry. And so we are starting this morning a, a, a faith campaign, faith commitment campaign called Finish the Race. In the back of the auditorium this morning, um, there will be um, envelopes for you to pick up. And you will find with me... Um, because of my history in the bank and dealing with money, whenever I talk about money, money is a very personal thing to all of us. And I don't like talking about money. I, I told, told Bobby this morning that um, I learned something about myself this weekend that is, as difficult as it was with the funeral yesterday and, and meeting with the family and all those things, I was more comfortable doing that than I am standing up and talking about money. That's just my personality. But this is part of the process. And we have to make God's people aware of the needs that are there because it's through that prayer and awareness that God is able to work. And so in the back, if you believe God would have you pray through and have a part of this, there will be some envelopes on the back as you exit the building today. And you can pick one of those up. And what we ask you to do in that, inside that envelope is a, is a pledge card. And on the back of it, it has over the next one, two, or three years, or a one-time gift, as God provides, we pledge to give a dollar amount. And there's a place for your name. There's also in the envelope a copy of the floor plan, a copy of the, the basic information that we shared um, this morning, and then an envelope for you to return that either in the offering box or you can mail it to the church or there's also a place where you can commit and give online. And the reality for all of us is that this is a faith commitment. Um, we're asking God 
what he would have us give, what he would have Bobby and I give, that is beyond what I can see. The, the reality is if I look in the savings account or in my checking account and I see that I could afford to write a check for this amount, that's a good thing and God will honor that. But that's not the same as making a faith commitment of believing that, God, you're going to provide in such a way that I will be able to give this amount or pledge this amount towards the church or towards the, the new building. And so the bottom line for each of us is to ask God what he would have us to do. That's the simple fact of all of it. And God has to do it. Um, we can't see it. We can't see how that at all is, is possible. But God knows. And so we lay that before you. Uh, we're going to have this out there for two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, after um, this Sunday, next Sunday, and May 9th, then we're going to see what God provides. And I think back on the, the days in which we were looking at buying that building, um, we did the exact same thing. And God miraculously enabled us to buy a building without any borrowed funds. So I have no idea what's in the mind of God. But as a congregation, as a, as a body of believers, um, we are just going to believe as God provides. As far as how quickly can we move forward, um, if God provides, we have vendors, contractors ready to get us on their schedule. We can begin demolition and, and other work right away. Um, so that can happen rather quickly. I see there was one more thing I wanted to go over with you. Um, potentially how soon? Optimistic would be potentially the first quarter of 2021. We could be in the building. I thought it'd be really cool if we could maybe be in there by Christmas. 22, correct. I'm a year off. Okay, good. Yeah, that would be pretty optimistic, yeah. Yeah, I was right, yeah. Yesterday. So, um, or if God wanted to perform a, an amazing miracle, you know, I thought it'd be cool if we could be in there by our 10th anniversary, which is the 1st of September. So that's not probable. <laughs> but who knows? God, God can do things in amazing ways. Um, so what we're believing God for, as we have wrestled through that 1.2 number, um, kind of what we've come up with as, as an elder board is that to this point in time, the sunrise has not had a mortgage payment because we haven't had a building. But in reality, we've been making a mortgage payment. It's called rent. And since the beginning of Sunrise, we have put out on average about $3,500 a month for three rented facilities in our town. This facility, we rent the 4-H building on Sunday mornings for the kids. We have 1901 Main Street downtown. And so all of those buildings could be consolidated into one location and we wouldn't have to rent anymore. And so as we looked at, at the finances of all this, that $3,500 a month would equate to a, a mortgage on about $600,000. And so if we as a church could believe God for $600,000 and pledge to that end, then that would enable us to finance half of what the construction cost would be and it not 
change the basic cash flow month to month for the for the church you know the the thing that to me is most important with a building project is to recognize that that when we encumber ourselves with with big mortgages or big things that that it takes away from dollars that are required for ministry and i don't want to do that because at the end of the day this building is is not about having an edifice that we can put sunrise church on it's about ministering to the people that God has called us to minister to. And I don't want us to ever lose sight of that fact. And so that's kind of what we're looking at. We're believing God to, to raise half of that. And, of course, if God wants to raise the full amount, that's okay with us too. You know, that would be, that would be pretty awesome. So that's where we are. I, I want to read for you um, one of the things that, that we've learned during a pandemic is that God has allowed us to minister... Um, electronically um, to people that we don't know are listening but yet they're a part of that and we received an email several weeks ago we asked you to uh, to begin to pray about this because the elders were wrestling through all this and the numbers and the figures and all that and so we asked you to pray and we got this email from a gentleman that that lives in Wheatland that I've I've had a conversation with him he he emailed in and asked one of the pastors to call him, and so I called him one day and, and just, just had a delightful conversation with him. A neat Christian man, um, just because of COVID and, and his health concerns, he wasn't able to come out. He wasn't going to church, but he's been watching us faithfully every single week. And so when we put out the, the call to pray a couple weeks ago, we received this email from him. And this, this is the essence of a faith commitment. This is the way that God works. And, and I thought, what a, what a great testimony. Um, years ago, I was aware of a building fund need in my church. I was somewhat broke, so I saw no assets beyond basic tithing. One day on my way home from work, I saw an unusual utility vehicle racing past me on the freeway. As a designer in the autos industry, I recognized it as a prototype of a new SUV. Later, I learned that it was one of the first Jeep Cherokees that became a trend-setting design. I thought a young engineer was probably out joyriding in the company's newest toy. A few miles later, I saw the vehicle on the side of the shoulder of the road with the hood up. I pulled over to help as I figured he was in trouble with the boss and there were no cell phones in those days. I gave him a ride to the gas station and gave him a Christian track from our church. A few weeks later, the pastor made an announcement. Someone had given a ride to Roy Lunn, the vice president of American Motors, and he had made a $1,000 donation to the building fund. God has his own ways. I thought, what, a, what an incredible story. As we step out in faith... We don't have any idea what God is going to do, what God is going to orchestrate, how he's going to pull things together. You know, from the world's point of view, this is the worst time in the last 10 years to be doing anything construction-wise. But God has proved over and over again in each of our lives that he is not a God that is dictated by the economy. They're numbers to us. They're significant numbers to us. They are, they are opportunities to God. 
And so this morning, we're just going to set out on this journey uh, to finish the race, to see how and the marvelous ways that God can provide, and uh, stand back and be amazed. And so we ask each one of you to pray. What part would God have us or me play in this uh, for Sunrise Church? Um, it's just, it's exciting. I mean, in, in it, it's a funny thing because there's times when I walk in that building out there that I just get excited, and there's times that I walk in that building and it's just overwhelming to me just because of the, the monumentalness of the task. And yet, it's not significant to God. And we have a pretty good track history in this book, and we have a really evident track history in this church that God is able to provide for those things that he tells us that we should do. And so we're trusting God this morning um, to do what only he can do and for each of us to step out in faith and, and finish the race. So as we're dismissed this morning, just this is between you and God. And so if you choose to pick one up, um, they're available back there. There's a form online that you can participate online. Um, if there's not enough this morning, we can easily make some more and get them to you. Um, but we just would love to have you partner with us as God leads um, and see where he goes. Let's pray together. Father, we're grateful this morning that we serve a big God, a God that sees things that are monumental to us as nothing more than opportunities for him. Uh, Father, we first of all give you glory and honor for your provision to this point. Uh, to think of nearly three quarters of a million dollars that has come in from your people um, to fund what we've done to this point with the building is an amazing thing for a church that has no building or facility of its own. And so, Father, we acknowledge that and we ask you uh, to provide that you would enable us to, to finish the race, to be able to occupy this facility that you've given us. The location is unbelievably good. Uh, the opportunities are, are numerous, uh, that that can be used not only to for worship, but also for um, community service. And so we commit that to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.